As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome to No Bunts, the podcast for the casual baseball fan here on the Athletic Baseball Show. I'm Tass Mellis. Thank you so much for joining us with me in studio. It's super producer JD. Hello. What's up, JD? And with us all season long, all the way from Taiwan, it's Joel McMillan. Joel, how are you, sir? I am very well, Tass. Thanks for asking. Having a great day. Yeah, usually I don't ask. Well, that's great. Yeah, it's uh, evening for you, morning for us. And as I always ask, let's get to it right now. Have the cats been fed here at 8.20 p.m. for you? We, yeah, cats have been fed, Tass. They're good to go. They are good to go. Thank you. You know what is also good to go? Our IG account where you're killing it. No underscore bunts. Joel, a lot of great content there. A lot of great storytelling. So join us there. Also, join us on our YouTube account, The Athletic Baseball Show, to join us live every Wednesday Come on, be part of the bleacher creatures as people are right now chatting it away as we get into this show. Uh, but let's do that. Let's do that because we've got a lot coming up, Joel. Uh, we'll assign the appropriate corporate name to MLB teams. What does that mean? Well, Joel will tell you. Joel's going to do the assigning and, and JD and I will discuss if they're good corporate names uh yeah well uh, that'll be fun uh we will celebrate aapi heritage month but first let's take a look at the five best things in baseball this week yes baby i think this is the first time we've done this this season jd i think so yeah yeah and it's a great sting that JD made. So let's uh, let's play that organ. <laughs> let's use it more. Let's use it more. Um, <laughs> it's exciting because we've got five great topics: a little non-baseball-y off the field, a little distasteful air quotes, distasteful stuff. But first, a real baseball story. It's JP France's perfect debut. We'll start with the champs. The Astros have had some starting pitching problems lately. Joel Luis Garcia went down. He will need Tommy John surgery. And then the next day, Jose Arquiti went out, most likely until the All-Star break, with a shoulder problem. Well, that opened up the door for J.P. France to get called up for the first time, making his first appearance in Major League Baseball. And it was a good one. Five five scoreless 
innings pitched with five Ks. If you watch him, he's got kind of a unique delivery. It's a short delivery, gets it to the uh, catcher real quick. He's got five pitches. He's made uh, a lot of alterations to his form. Since he was drafted in 2018, he wears baseball glasses, those cool baseball glasses. He also sports a mustache. And actually, in the crowd, his three-month-old son was also sporting a mustache, a <laughs> a pacifier mustache uh, that we're showing to you here in support of Dad. That's Liam, uh, who was also making his ballpark debut, I, I do believe, thanks to his wife, Jessica, for the photo of their son, Liam. Uh, she was in attendance, and... A dozen of their friends were as well. It was, I call it perfect because it was five innings. They actually lost the game, but for him, it was perfect. And it was perfect in the eyes of his wife, Jessica. Great article on The Athletic, articulated, written by Chandler Rome, uh, which you got to go see from the eyes of Jessica, who was on The Real World and The Challenge way back when as uh, Jessica McCain, her, her maiden name. Did you watch either of those, Joel, The Real World or The Challenge? Uh, no, Tass, I don't think we got those in Canada back in the day. Uh, missed those. But I know, like, obviously, I've heard of them. I know they're significant shows. Uh, just never watched them. Yeah, never got a chance to see them. JD? Uh, yeah, well. TV I, connoisseur. Yeah, I don't remember. I remember the real world being on somewhere, and I watched a couple of episodes. But, uh, yeah, the challenge, definitely not. I, we weren't. Uh, we weren't. We didn't get that in Canada. Mm -hmm. It was back when MTV was actually banned in Canada. Like, banned. Because it was competition? Because it was American. Uh, Yeah, you couldn't have a fully um, American-owned broadcaster just broadcasting stuff that wasn't under the CRTC. What what do you mean? We had, like, over-the-air broadcasters. We had networks. We had networks, yeah. But, But no cable channels at the time? But no... Uh, yeah, there was no MTV. There's no HBO. HBO literally banned in Canada. Oh, hold on. I'm telling hold on you. a second. I'm telling you. So every cha- every American channel that we watched that made up yeah. for the majority of our programming. Like over-the-air stuff, NBC, CBS, uh, and later Fox. I mean, that was over-the-air. So was if that, you had an antenna, you could get it. Was that because it was direct competition for much music? That's like exactly e- right. Oh, it was okay. infringing oh, okay. on Canadian culture. So That's right. And it wouldn't, you couldn't make <laughs> NBC you know, uh, conform to the, the rules of the land, which – and there's Canadian content rules in Canada, so mm-hmm. – um, so now the, there's still, it's actually technically still banned because there's MTV Canada, uh-huh. but not right. the actual N- MTV. Okay. Well, sorry to, sorry to uh, no, derail no, no. all I of asked. this. I asked, <laughs> I asked, that's my fault. Uh, back to the baseball, Joel, any worries about the Astros staff or is this sort of like the Altuve scenario who's, uh, hopefully coming back soon where they can overcome that because of their depth? I think they can, you know, uh, obviously the, the injuries on consecutive nights look really bad, but Houston, I don't know how they do a task. They just like, they lose a guy and there's always a guy like right there. Uh, they lost Correa and then, um, his name escapes me the shortstop. I think his name is Pena. He won world series MVP last year. Uh, Tucker, you know, the outfielder, like they just kind of lose guys. Like they lost Springer and they got Tucker. It just seems like they've always got guys in the pipeline task to come up 
and uh, you know it's kind of next man up I mean, Houston, the, the AL West isn't necessarily strong. So I think if they could kind of tread water and, and weather the storm, they're they're going to be fine. I'm still, Das, I'm still going to pick Houston to, to win the American League pennant, uh, even with these injuries. Interesting stuff. Yeah, the 28-year-old J.P. France likely to be a fixture of the rotation for at least a couple months. So a great mm-hmm. story as a rook coming up. Uh, I highly encourage you to, to go over to The Athletic and read that article that goes into even more depth about the relationship between Jessica and JP and how they met through Bumble. <laughs> Joel. Yeah. I don't know if Bumble was banned in Canada, JD, but Joel, have you met anyone through Bumble? <laughs> uh, I haven't met anyone through Bumble, but I met my wife through an app. We met through uh, an app. I think it was called uh, BB Chat or BB Talk. Some one of the, I don't know, some something with a B. Uh, that's how we met. Oh, good stuff. You might want to make sure you know what the name of it is, uh, just to have it in your back pocket, just to confirm it's BB Chat or BB Talk. BB yeah, Talk. I don't know which one. <laughs> All right, good stuff. Okay, let's move on. Uh, second best thing in baseball this week. Some, some definitely reveling in this. The New York state of panic, as Joel, you wanted to call it. Let's start with the Yankees, and we'll get to the Mets because mm-hmm. they're both struggling out of the gate. The Yankees above 500, but that's good for last in the tough yeah. AL East, mm-hmm. Red Sox playing above their expectations. The Rays, the Jays, and of course the Orioles uh, playing really well. GM Brian Cashman addressed the media last week. He had a 30-minute media session uh, talking to everybody. He said, quote, don't count us out. Don't give up on us. They've got a lot of injuries, Joel. How worried should the Yankees be after this start? Well, Tasso, of the two teams, I would say I'm less worried about the Yankees because I think the Yankees, their issues just injuries. They've just been decimated with injuries. And, you know, Tass, like going back the last couple of years, I feel that's really been the thing that's held New York back in a lot of ways is that they just haven't been able to stay healthy and but they don't really Joel, have a lot do of... They, do they sign old guys that are injury prone? Is that the sort of the... That's the rep, I guess. Is that a problem or is that... It's just happenstance. Uh, I, I think there's some credence to that, but I they, they have a lot of talent on that team. Like, obviously, they signed, uh, you know, Carlos Rodon, and that looks like a very bad signing this far. He needs, uh, I think he got another injection, uh, and he's out indefinitely. The Yankees are kind of being coy about when he's going to come back. Mm-hmm. They're a great team on paper, Tass, if they're healthy. They're an extremely talented team, but, you know, you don't win games on paper. So I attribute New York's kind of slow start to the fact that they're not healthy. Uh, if they're healthy there, I think they're a great team. So I think there's more upside taking a look at both New York teams. I think there's more upside with the Yankees just because I'm going to attribute that to, to their health. But there definitely are concerns. They blew they blew a five or six nothing lead on the road in Tampa with Cole on the mound. That's a tough loss to swallow for them and against a divisional rival. And Tampa's out to this historic uh, start. So, you know, the Yankees can't get too far behind, but I, I'm not really worried about them. But the Mets, there's some serious concerns. Um, they're just playing bad baseball. They're 3-12 and in their last 15. Uh, they lost at – and, in, you know, in this stretch, they lost series at home to the Rockies and the Nationals. And then they went on the road and they lost to the Tigers – they're just playing bad baseball. Their, 20, their starting rotation is 29th in war, uh, and their bullpen, I believe, is 19th. The pitching just hasn't been good. This grand experiment of signing two 
aces, uh, but who are pushing 40, you know, the returns are not good. Again, the the Mets have a lot of talent too, but they're just not playing well. But who knows? I mean, maybe this is just their bad stretch and it's coming at the beginning of the season. I don't know. But, you know, the early returns, you know, on all the offset off-season spending the Mets did, Tass, it looks bad. And I, I'd be more worried about the Mets because that's a tough division. And Atlanta's a legit contender. Philly went to the World Series last year. You know, they can't get too far behind in that division, even with the expanded playoffs. So I'm more worried about the Mets at this point. It's not quite the AL East, uh, but the NL East. You're right. It it is a tough division. Uh, I've been reading uh, recently about the Braves, as you mentioned there, and how they almost feel like there's there's a feeling in the Braves clubhouse like the playoffs are inevitable already, especially with uh, the Mets starting off uh, so poorly. Braves got a big week uh, this week uh, here in Atlanta. But, um, yeah, as far as the, the Mets go, this is a team that won 100 games last year and uh, started, you know, sub-500, and Max Scherzer scratched from his start Tuesday. Next spasms, he had only made one start after coming back after that 10-game suspension with the uh, the old sticky stuff. He hasn't started well. Uh, so, yeah, I, I totally hear what you're saying. The, the, the Yankees did get Aaron Judge back yesterday, but Rodon hurt, Stanton hurt, uh, and a bunch of guys like Hicks, Cabrera, and others haven't performed well out of the gate, so... Yeah, there's Yeah, Tass, I just want to jump in really quickly. Yes. I don't understand why Hicks is still getting regular playing time in New York. Um he's just bad. Like he's bad by every single metric. And it's not like the Yankees like the Yankees can clearly afford to eat that contract. He's not really making I mean he's making a decent chunk of change, but he's an albatross in that lineup, Tass. Um he's awful offensively, he's awful defensively. I don't know why the Yankees, a team that's basically positioned and set up to win now why they're trotting him out there and he's getting regular playing time. It doesn't make any sense from a baseball standpoint. I mean, he's below league average uh, offensively and by a significant amount. So I don't really get it. And Taz, just really quickly, collectively, the Yankees and the Mets this season are spending $624.9 million in payroll. Yikes. That's a lot, Joel. That's hard. That's, to, a lot. that's a difficult number to wrap my head around. Uh, in mm-hmm. all honesty, that's are they? They're not top two. I guess the Padres are still up there. No, yeah, uh, Mets are one and Yankees are two. Oh, they're not getting banged for their buck, Joel. Let's be honest here. They not, are not. not, not they're not getting point. banged for their buck. Uh, well, Aaron Hicks did leave yesterday's game with uh, hip tightness, so maybe he's played himself uh, out of the lineup because of injury. But uh, no report here on. The severity of that injury. All right, moving on. Next story here. Top five things, best five things in baseball this week. Get ready for your heart to feel warm because I want to talk about the returns of both the White Sox, Liam Hendricks, and the Phillies, Bryce Harper. The Hendricks story is truly inspirational. The White Sox closer, he had 37 saves last season, but he did not feel like himself. He actually found lumps in his neck uh, during the season. He was officially diagnosed with stage four non-Hodgkin lymphoma in December. And since he's gone through some difficult times, he's undergone chemotherapy for rounds and he has beaten cancer back. And he made his first appearance this past week with AAA Charlotte, an emotional scene there. All went well. He made another appearance and he should be back closing for the White Sox soon. So that was, uh, an emotional press conference as he returned, uh, and, uh, 
talked to in front of his teammates. Uh, so the Liam Hendricks story, um, a very inspirational story in that White Sox clubhouse uh, as he approaches a return uh, with the White Sox troll. Yeah, it's it's great to see. I've I've always really liked Liam Hendricks. He pitched for the Blue Jays for a couple of years. Uh, I I loved him. He's an Aussie. He's a straight shooter. He was mic'd up at the All Star Game a couple of years ago and and uh, cursed on air, which was really funny. He's just a really good dude. Um, he his and his press conference that he gave a couple of days ago. You know, he was very. I don't know how to describe it, but he was just very humbled, you know, by the support he got. And, you know, he was giving a lot of thanks. And he said, you know, I didn't say why me, you know, why not me? I thought it was a really interesting way. It sounds like he really, you know, uh, approached this head on and didn't really get down on himself and get too sad and get too frustrated. And it's absolutely great to see him back. And I don't think it's just a great baseball story. I think it's a great human story in general. So very, very excited to see him back. And I'm sure the White Sox are, you know, they need all the help they can get at this point. So yeah, his return is is just a great story. And it is a heartwarming story, Tess. You're right. The other story, Bryce Harper uh, has returned with the Phillies back after five plus months after undergoing Tommy John surgery on November 23rd after the team's World Series run. Usually it takes about eight months to come back from Tommy John, but Bryce Harper is a quick healer. And the fact that he's returning only as a DH and not in the outfield where he doesn't have to throw accelerated his timeline. And when he can throw a few months from now, he could come back as a first baseman where he has never played. Uh, although, oh no, that, that, that there, you know, he could stick in as a DH, but the fact that there's that possibility gives Rob Thompson, their manager, uh, some flexibility. And yeah, this is just me as a, sort of a casual fan, but the fact that it's the DH position in the NL and that that exists has allowed Bryce Harper to come back sooner uh, because uh, he would still be out a few months, if not for that DH position. And I know you love Bryce, Joel. Um, he's already he's already hitting well. Uh, what's what's your take on Bryce coming back this quickly? I think it's amazing. You know, I think it's a great story for for baseball. We we posted something on uh, Instagram about it earlier. I kind of feel Tess. It's weird that MLB is giving him a hard time about his equipment issues. Um, you want your stars on the field, and I don't think you want their health to be jeopardized at all. So it's great to see Harper back. It's yeah. Let's uh, let, let, quickly quickly on the the equipment issue, he basically needs his elbow to be stabilized when he gets out to first base, right? Like he, he hits. Mm -hmm. uh, and then when he gets to first base, he wants basically to be able to put on this brace, but because of the pitch clock, uh, they're essentially saying, we're not going to wait for you. So we're going to, you still have to pitch to the next hitter within the time span, and it will still be a penalty to the next hitter. So that's what that's what they're saying. Uh, I guess he could. <laughs> I guess he could put it on, and the, his teammate will essentially uh, be administered a strike if if he's out of the box. But that's the scenario there, just to explain it uh, as you articulated it on uh, on Instagram. But go ahead. He's already hitting a dinger, though. He's feeling good, and uh, he's not just pleasing fans, Joel. Uh, when they played Boston this past weekend, uh, he met Red, Red Sox Masataka Yoshida. And Masataka Yoshida's always loved Bryce Harper. This is his first year in MLB with the Red Sox. And the rookie wore 34 in Japan. 
uh, for Bryce Harper, and he actually named his dog Harper. Do we have that cute photo, <laughs> uh, JD? Uh, it's a it's a super cute photo. The dog looks great for just having Tommy John surgery. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yes, I had that. I had that choke in the. Uh... There it oh, is. If you're watching along on YouTube, yeah, I guess the dog wasn't big enough to get 34 on his back. Um, but he's wearing uh, he's wearing a number three jersey, <laughs> Yoshida holding a dog with a baseball jersey. Fantastic stuff. And Bryce, you've always loved your Bryce, Joel. I think he's is he uh, fair to say one of your favorites. Are you going to rank him? Rank him one, I, two, three. You don't you don't have I've, to. I don't know if you can rank your children. <laughs> um okay Tass, i'll put it this way i think maybe i'll get a harper jersey for one of the cats i'm gonna get a harper jersey for one of the cats <laughs> oh i can't wait can't wait to show that can't wait to see that on ig no underscore butts all right number four of our best things in baseball this week I love this joel the rays wander franco has been having a phenomenal year the shortstop fielded a ball, and he had so much time to throw out the runner at first base that he flipped the ball to himself. So, fielded it in his glove. He had it in his bare hand, his throwing hand, and he just flipped it up. Like, just threw it up to himself. He caught it, and then he threw out Brian Reynolds of the Pirates with time to spare. Some out there calling it distasteful. Joel, what's your take on the ball flip? It's it's not a bat flip. It's a ball flip from Wander Franco. I loved it too. Um, I I loved it too. It just looked so slick, especially in slow mo when they were posting it like all over social media. And I saw the replays. It just looked so smooth. I can understand why people have an issue with it. Just as a fan, I thought it looked uh, amazing. And Tess, it's kind of like a win win. I feel as a fan because. You know, like he made the play and it looks really, really smooth and slick. But if he had a botched it, it would have been equally hilarious as a fan. And I would have laughed and, you know, I would have enjoyed it as well. So kind of a win-win. But yeah, I liked it. Wander Franco is just so smooth to watch play baseball. Whether he's hitting, whether he's playing defense, he's just an electric player to watch. I personally loved it, but I can see how people are not a fan of it. I can't. I can't see how people aren't a fan of it. I, I think flipping a bat is far more disrespectful because this is during a play. He is able to field it and throw out the runner. And, you know, he wouldn't do this if it was Otani or somebody quick who can beat out a, a an infield grounder. I mean, it was a sharply hit ball. He had time to throw uh, Brian Reynolds, the, the outfielder for the Pirates. I was so happy to see it. I, I just think a bat flip when you know you're you're, you're showboating. This is mm-hmm. you can call it showboating, sure, but I mean it, it's like during the action. I think it's more like Muhammad Ali, you know, kicking his feet out, uh, floating like a butterfly yeah. kind of thing. Like you, you want to beat me, come beat me. Um, and I just think it, it's great for baseball. It's just showing how talented these guys are. I literally, I can't remember seeing anything like it obviously you've got guys flipping the ball to each other at second base you know with their gloves mm-hmm. or, or that kind of thing to turn double plays but is there has there been anything of this sort i i can't remember like not off the top of my head me i'm sure maybe a, a similar play exists somewhere 
uh, in the history of baseball, but I can't think of anything off the top of my head. That just looks so slick. Yeah, Hootski here you know, amongst the bleacher creatures writes, he alley-ooped it to himself, <laughs> which is a, a a good call, a little, a little a basketball tie there. And I do like the basketball tie because to me it's like a guy on a breakaway and he throws down a windmill dunk. It's still two points. It's still an out here by Wander Franco, but with a little bit of pizzazz, and and that's why it's it's yeah. I I would say a guy after he you know hits hits a ding dong and looks at the pitcher and flips a bat is a little bit more disrespectful than a guy who's able to do this and show his talents. It was beautiful. Frankly, I thought it was beautiful. The only person who didn't was uh, Brian Reynolds, I guess, uh, going up first base. But that come on, that was that was great stuff. All right, uh, another sort of. Yeah, baseball adjacent um, here at, at number five. Five best things in baseball this week. The Padres have a little bit of a rivalry going with the Dodgers after beating them in the playoffs last year. And this past weekend, they displayed an image of Clayton Kershaw crying on their jumbo trial. They, they pitched them, or I'm sorry, they played them in a weekend series. They beat them and Clayton Kershaw in game number one of the series. And so at the end of the game, they always put up this bell that dings on their jumbotron, but within the bell, they photoshopped Clayton Kershaw's face. And they always do this after a win, but it's usually just a bell. Instead, they put Kershaw's face and it's a crying meme up instead uh, of the bell. Uh, And uh, yeah, it's, uh, we're showing it to you on YouTube. I mean, really it's, it's kind of like the crying Jordan meme, but it's Kershaw with tears coming down his face. Is this distasteful, Joel? No. I mean, it's it's silly. I, I think it's a bit silly. But also, Tess, I really like the legit uh, rivalry that the Padres and the Dodgers have brewing uh, at this point. There's, uh, you know, San Diego finally kind of got over the hump and, and knocked the Dodgers out of the playoffs last year. Uh, so, you know, that just kind of adds another chapter I thought it was kind of silly. And then also Tess too, like kind of, you know, jumping on this, uh, there were fans that had a sign uh, on the Sunday night game that says Mookie Betts eats corn the long way. Um, The sign got confiscated uh, and Betts actually ended up hitting the game tying home run in the ninth inning. And the Dodgers actually went on to win that game. And after that kind of crying Kershaw, uh, meme they put on the scoreboard. Uh, the Dodgers actually won the next two games. So I think it's a bit silly, but I just kind of like how it's, you know, building this rivalry. I think it's pretty harmless. You know, there was some pearl clutching I saw like on baseball, social media, like get over it. You know, Kershaw didn't even really care. Like he handled it like a pro. He didn't really seem to be too bothered by it. So if Kershaw's not not bothered by it, like I'm certainly not going to be bothered by it. And I don't think anyone else should be too. So I think it's just kind of like a cute little playful thing. And, you know, I don't think it's really distasteful at all. No. Yeah. Kershaw lost that first game as, as we said. And then, uh, yeah, the, he basically said, ah, I just got to pitch better. Uh, when he was asked mm-hmm. about the, the old meme on the jumbotron, uh, which, they obviously had it prepared, Joel. They obviously had this cutout prepared for when uh, it was the end of the ninth uh, and they wanted to celebrate and they had the cutout of Kershaw go up on the Jumbotron. would have been hilarious if they uh, actually mistakenly put that up in a loss or something like that. But uh, yeah, the Dodgers, as you said, came back to win the next two games and all's good for them as, as they lead uh, the 
NL West, and, and they've come back after you know, sort of starting a little bit slowly, but they've overtaken the uh, the Diamondbacks for the lead. It's great to have a little rivalry, Joel. Uh, it's, it, it is. It is fun. And, and the Padres made it a rivalry after beating them last year in the postseason. Otherwise, it wasn't much of one because they hadn't beaten them. Uh, so, yeah, got a little, a little juice there. All right, we've got to take a quick break here. We actually have some more Dodgers-Padres news coming up. And also, Taiwanese cheerleaders are coming to perform at a Mets game this season. We'll get to that right after the break. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Welcome back to No Bunts. It is Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month here in May, so we decided to spend some time talking about baseball in Asia and how it's impacting baseball stateside, especially with our Joel living in Taiwan. First, let's start with some news because there's a report out there that the Dodgers and Padres are going to kick off the 2024 season in South Korea. That's a fantastic matchup they're getting there in South Korea, as we just talked about, the rivalry there uh, between those two teams. And Korean Hassan Kim, the Padres infielder, will be there, I'm sure, a, a fan favorite for everybody, uh, and obviously the uh, the South Korean native. Joel, can you take us through the history? Because um, I'm not sure of it, but the history of regular season games being played in Asia? Yeah, well, as it stands right now, Tess, this will be, I believe, the second series, like the second regular season series played uh, in an East Asian country. The first one took place in 2019 when the uh, Athletics and the Mariners uh, started the season. Ichiro got that big moment where he got to walk off the field in front of the Japanese fans, which was a really nice moment. So this will be the second series uh uh, played uh, in an East Asian country. But Tess, the history actually goes back further than that, not playing regular season games. But um, the MLB and uh, East Asia actually have a strong uh, and historical relationship. They sent players there actually in 1922 and 1923 to Korea, Japan, the Philippines, China, and Hawaii. Obviously, that's not Asia, but it was part of a tour that they did at the time. And uh, Babe Ruth actually went over in 1934 and played some exhibition games in Japan as well. And, and then starting in 1986 and then going up all the way to 2004, every other year, the MLB would send uh, like MLB All-Stars to go over and play uh, some of the Japanese teams in an exhibition tournament after the season ended. Now that stopped, I believe, in 2004. They revived it in 2014 and they played it in 2018. 
So there definitely is kind of a, a, a relationship between the, the two countries here. Thank you. Sorry, between MLB and these countries. Thank you for the the history lesson. And uh, we, you know, we talked about the the World Baseball Classic preseason here, uh, mm. which you got to attend to, and yeah, people uh, should go back and listen to that show on March fifteenth that we did because Taiwan was hosting the A pool. Um, but you, just to jump on that side, the World Baseball Classic, Japan is a permanent host they have permanent hosts uh within the world baseball classic that we see every four years yeah so japan is basically the permanent host i would say of the asia pacific region and then the united states is a permanent host of the i don't know north american region whatever you want to call it i mean japan is just such a baseball hungry country japan always performs well they always draw well it looks great on TV. The Tokyo Dome's rocking, you know, when Japan's playing. So they're basically a permanent host. Taiwan and Korea have also hosted uh, a few times, but they're not, they haven't been permanent hosts. So I think it just, it's a good look for this tournament with Japan being uh, a permanent host. Okay. This next question here for you. I don't know if it's fair. It's probably not. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to ask something that's a, it's a difficult question I, I would find, but there's more and more Asian players of Asian descent in Major League Baseball. How is the scouting for Major League Baseball when it comes to Asian countries? Is it sort of like the scouting in the Caribbean? I'm, I'm sure it's hard to quantify, and this is a very, 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 very unanswerable question, but I'm giving it to you anyways. What's the scouting like in Asia? Well, Tass, as it stands right now, two-thirds, uh, almost 20 teams basically have scouting or permanent scouting departments in East Asia right now. Uh, it's a bit more complicated here because there's a posting system the way that uh, the KBO and the NPB are run. So there's a bit more kind of hoops that teams have to jump through uh, in terms of just getting players uh, stateside. But, you know... That still being said, there's still obviously a huge footprint uh, in terms of investment with MLB teams in the region. You're just seeing more and more players, uh, talented players come from this part of the world. And I mean, Tess, you don't need to look any further than Otani. He's the best player in the game today, and he comes from Japan. So, you know, I think that's a testament to the level of talent that's coming over from this part of the world. And I think going forward, you're just going to see more and more talent you know, come, you know, from Taiwan and Japan and Korea as these investments increase in the future, because that's what's going to happen. I feel some of these places where these teams are scouting, uh, it's, it's a bit saturated, especially tasks like you talked about in the Caribbean. Um, there's just more players in this part of the world. And, you're, you know, you're going to see more and more teams just invest here. Oh, yeah. You mentioned the KBO there. I remember the KBO, the Korean Baseball Organization and during the pandemic. That's what people were uh, <laughs> were watching here as that was the, the first major sports league to return uh, to play in, the, in that summer, early summer, I guess it was back then. So that was uh, taking over the airwaves, not only in America, but probably in Canada, too, uh, unless they have... Uh, rules that they can't show Korean baseball. But anyway, um, moving on here. <laughs> as far as MLB players going over to Asia after their career, I was just wondering, does that happen? Do, do MLB players go and extend their careers playing in Asia? 
Well, it's a bit of both tests. Um, some guys kind of do a victory lap uh, in Asia, you know, because they just still love playing, but they can't really get a contract in MLB, you know, so they come over here, you know, at the tail end of their career just to kind of enjoy what they have left of it. But Tess, it's also an opportunity for guys to kind of resurrect their uh, career. You know, guys have come over. They've they've started in the MLB, struggled, but still feel that they they can contribute and they have that talent. But they go overseas and they kind of, like I said, they resurrect their career. You know, there's obviously scouts there watching, not just Japanese, Korean, and Taiwanese players. They're scouting everyone and. You know, if they impress the teams, you know, these guys get an opportunity to come back and, and play in Major League Baseball. And Tass, I've just got a couple names here. There was Cecil Fielder, uh, Eric Thames, Hall of Famer, Goose Gossage actually went to Japan, came back. Uh, two-time World Series winner Ryan Vogelsong of the San Francisco Giants. Manny Ramirez played for my home team here in uh, Kaohsiung, Taiwan. Julio Franco actually did two tours of duty here uh, in Japan. And uh, Kevin Euclid and Adam Jones, five-time All-Star. So those are some pretty big names. Um, it's not just kind of, you know, something that these guys are do- doing, like, for fun or whatever. I think they take it very seriously. And also, too, Tass, like, if I'm an MLB player, if I've played professional baseball, I think these leagues are a great opportunity for a couple reasons. One, I can resurrect my career. But two, like, if I'm just simply not good enough to play in the MLB and that happens – this is a pretty good consolation prize. You're getting to make a decent amount of money playing. You're playing professional baseball and you're in front of great, boisterous, noisy crowds. So I don't think that that's a bad thing at all. I think it's great. The players over there take it seriously. Absolutely. And the people take their Rakuten girls cheerleaders extremely seriously. This is another story. <laughs> uh, this is a news story. The Rakuten girls, they're cheerleaders uh, that represent the Rakuten monkey team uh, in in the the CPBL. (sighs) They are actually coming over and will be at a Mets game on August 27th as part of the Mets Taiwan Day. So the Rakuten girls, as they are known, uh, they perform um, on the dugouts during games. And we went into it on March 15th in, in our show. The cheerleaders... In Taiwan there, they are a lot different. They perform a lot differently. They lead cheers. They're on the dugouts throughout play for the home team, we clarified, right, Joel? They're they're always on the dugouts leading those cheers. They generally sit while the road team hits uh, because it's more of a, a fanfare experience while, yeah, they're up and leading cheers. And as you shared on No Bunts, I need clarification on this. I, 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 sorry, on No Bunt's uh, Instagram account. I need clarification that stories about them are covered as intensely as player transactions. Is this true, Joel? I don't know if I would say as intensely, but they like they definitely get covered. Like it was in the news. You know, we posted, uh, I, I don't know her name. I'm going to butcher her name, but she was a Korean cheerleader. She was famous in and she decided to be a, a Rakuten girl. And yeah, like it was it was reported like it's a big news story here because they are famous here in Taiwan. And uh, yeah, just within a couple of days of her announcement, she gained 30,000 followers on Instagram. So it it is a big deal here. And there's another cheerleader, too, as part of the team. Her name's Mizuki. And she's got, she's got 1.6 million 
followers on Instagram. No joke. So they're a, they're a big deal here, Tess. They've got music videos and they sing and they dance. They've got their own YouTube channel. Uh, it's worth a watch. It's uh, pretty interesting to see. So yeah, they're they're a big deal here. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm wondering in that that late August game at City Field if they're going to perform the same way they do during the Rakuten Monkey games and, and as they do during the, the the Taiwanese games, where again they're up during live play. You literally kind of if you're sitting behind the dugout, you kind of have to look through them as a ball is hit. Uh, they will be up standing and they lead cheers, specific cheers for each and every player. Uh, so when Pete Alonso comes up, I imagine they're going to have a Pete Alonso cheer and a Pete Alonso chant that everybody's got to learn uh, for, for him. <laughs> and that's why it was so fun. And you uh, explaining it on March 15th uh, on our show back then uh, during pool a play that, yeah, it was, it, 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 I was debating whether or not I like it. Do I do I want to have people in front of me during play? But it definitely got people into it, and I'm sure it's going to get all the uh, the Pete Alonso fans or every other uh, every other fan into the game. If there was a Pete Alonso chant, Joel, what do you think it would be? Could uh, let, let's get up on the dugout and uh, start our Ooh. own start our own chant. I didn't have that. Um, Go ahead. It would have to be well. Usually, tests they use. Uh, they'll use certain songs or, or, or riffs or variations of songs. So with Pete Alonso, I think you got to do something connected to Cold as Ice because his nickname's the Polar Bear. So I think there's something there for Pete. Bang! Thank you for hitting that one out of the park, Joel. Uh, yeah, they could they could pull it off, I'm sure. Uh, so looking forward to that. Yeah, again, August 27th, the Raccoon Girls cheerleaders will be at the uh, Mets game for the Mets. Taiwan Day celebration. We're going to continue our AAPI celebration here in the spirit of Asian baseball. We'll assign MLB teams corporate names right after this break. All right, you are back with No Bunts. Inspired by baseball in Asia, we decided it'd be fun to assign MLB teams corporate names. So you swap out the city name for a company while keeping their nickname. Joel, before we do this for Major League Baseball teams, Get rid of the city name. Make it a business. The, the the Home Depot Braves, something of that nature. Why do they do this in Asia? Because it is entirely commonplace to lose the city name and throw in a, a company name. Guys tend to think looking sharp means starchy Oxfords and stiff chinos rather than effortless comfort, but it's possible to have it both ways. I'm all set for summer thanks to Mack Weldon. The Vesper polo shirt is so breathable you can wear it on the golf course, but it looks classy enough to wear to a party. The Maverick Tech Chino short is ultra flexible, and the Pima Crew Neck T-shirt is perfect for those casual weekends. There's no need to be uncomfortable in your clothing ever again. Some guys just want to look good without calling attention to themselves. Mack Weldon Apparel gives you understated good looks for understated confidence. Mack Weldon clothes are designed to fit your style and the demands of modern life. They look like regular clothes but feel like the latest in modern comfort. They're the go-to choice for guys who want to look great without even trying. 
Breathable underwear that keeps you cool, dry, and comfy all day. Crazy comfortable but elevated sweatpants. An upgraded classic polo with antimicrobial silver threads. An ultra soft antimicrobial tee for when you need to stay fresh longer. That's the Silver Crew Neck T-shirt. Get timeless looks with modern comfort from Mack Weldon. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your first order with promo code MLBSHOW. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com. Promo code MLB show. When you get injured, you don't want to wait for answers and options. That's why it may be time to explore the Nano Experience, a revolutionary treatment option designed to help active people get back to the lifestyles they love. Nanotechnology allows surgeons to see inside even the smallest joints and treat orthopedic conditions with a tiny camera and other nano instrumentation, all through a barely there poke hole incision. Wherever you've experienced an injury, whether it be a foot and ankle, hand and wrist, shoulder and elbow, knee or hip, nanoarthroscopy can be used to diagnose and treat your condition in an extremely, minimally invasive way. Don't wait to learn about the revolutionary nano experience and how it could help you or someone you know after an injury. Visit arthrex.info slash the athletic. This is not medical advice and is not meant to be a substitute for advice from your physician. Talk with your physician about your health condition, potential surgical risks, and whether Arthrex products are right for you. Post-operative management is patient-specific and dependent upon your physician's assessment. Individual results will vary. Yeah, so Tess, like I think we posted about this yesterday. It basically just comes down to a lot of teams share the same city. Um, there's a, you know, there's, I think there's four teams that play uh, in Tokyo or the greater Tokyo area. I think there's three or four teams that play in Seoul or the greater Seoul area, and there's three teams that play in uh, Taipei. So it's you can't really like share a city name. Um, so they're just named basically after the the corporations of the teams that own them. Yeah, you, you did a great job of uh, explaining that on on Instagram. Uh, it, it is interesting the the territorial rights that the Major League Baseball teams have, and they just get shared uh, in Asia. So let's go through. Some names for American slash Canadian teams, if we're getting into the Blue Jays as well. Take it away, Joel. What do you got? Okay, so Tess, my rationale for this was I was going to give uh, – I we, we did six teams, and I'm going to name them after a regional business. Okay, so uh, one from each division. So I'm going to start first with my Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, Tess, you'll appreciate this. Uh, based in Vaughn, Ontario, Swiss Chalet, the Swiss Chalet Jays. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. And as a tie-in test, I'm going to do a promotion for each one or like something kind of connected. Every time Jordan Romano closes a game, he has to wash his fingers in that tiny little dish <laughs> with a piece of lemon. Only Swiss Chalet fans will get that reference, but you guys will. So that would be kind of the tie-in. Romano's got a you know, wash his hands with the lemon. I didn't know if I liked the Swiss Swiss chalet Jays, but then you sold it <laughs> because after a meal, they come over with just a it's just a, a tiny little bowl, tiny little petri dish of water with a slice of lemon in it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's a, it's a little bowl with a slice of lemon in water. That <laughs> it's a finger bowl. <laughs> a finger yeah, bowl. Is there a name for that? Yeah, of course. Oh, I didn't realize that. Uh, it's delightful. Uh, well, yeah, it's it's totally true. Instead of a wet nap, boom. I don't think they do it anymore, though, because every time I come home, of course, I got to go to Swiss Chalet. Like, got to go to Swiss Chalet. Yeah, it's, it's on the list. But they don't do it. But I think if you actually ask for it, 
they'll they'll do it which is odd because it used to be commonplace but yeah they don't do it anymore and it's a weird thing for them to have stopped doing it's just water and lemon yeah i don't get it yeah i was gonna say maybe it's a, a pandemic thing but it's actually it's anti-germs it's it's, it's cleaning yeah. germs uh wow would you what do you think about the swiss swiss chalet love here jd as a fellow canadian oh i Hundred percent in on the Swiss Chalet Jays. Yes. I think the ho- the home run celebration is just a chef's kiss of it's perfect, and I I have a great affection for Swiss Chalet, just like Joel. I gotta have it when I go home. Thank you. And uh, I remember our uh, our cameraman Todd back in the uh, in the starters days. Task he wrote to Swiss Chalet and they sent him because he was at in in Toronto. Yeah, an Atlanta guy. Toronto All Star Game. He went to he went to Swiss Chalet. He loved it so much. He wrote them a letter, like a letter, letter, <laughs> and they sent. This is a grown man, and they sent him like Swiss Chalet merch, like a Swiss Chalet Ringer T-shirt. He wore it all the time. I was so jealous of that shirt too. What did he say in his letter? I don't know. I have no idea because he's well. He had a he had a habit of like complaining a lot, like I don't think he was complaining. I think this is a one of the few times where he would be like. You know, he would get on Twitter and go like, ah, United Airlines, what the hell, kind of thing. Yeah. Try to get some, he's, he's one some of the, juice. Yeah, he does yeah. that. He does that. But I, I think he was using his power for good for once because he loved the chicken so much at Swiss Chalet. It's great chicken. It is great chicken. It's a great and, sauce. And the bowl, if it's if it, I'm sad to hear it's gone, if it's gone. I love doing that too. It's a, environmentally better, right? Better. Like, it's just yeah, better. Yeah, absolutely. Instead of, instead of using another napkin. Or a wet nap, and the chicken is good. It for Americans, I think it's it's got the uh, a bit of the reputation like Chick Fil A. Like there's there's a there's a love for it, mm-hmm. and you can buy the sauces separately, sort of like you can buy the the Chick Fil A sauces. Uh, and I guess we were lucky enough to be back to Todd and writing uh, to Swiss LA. We were lucky enough to be in Canada for a week then, right? For the Toronto All Star Game in 2016, for the Raptors game for covering uh for the starters now no dunks our, our, our basketball show so maybe he went multiple times i think he did that's possible um but hold on hold on L- quickly back to jordan romano jay's closer is just are just the fans doing this finger thing like they're pretending to put their fingers in a bowl or, or is jordan romano? no just romano just romano someone brings the romano bowl oh okay you know and then he just he just cleans the hands <laughs> yeah shakes shakes kirk's hands or shakes jans's hands and says <laughs> Job well done. Let's go enjoy Tolberone and the dugout and celebrate this W. Also, after the win, because he could, he could, uh, So He's getting a festive special. Yeah, actually, <laughs> that's right. You get a Tolberone chocolate bar. Uh, yeah. He could, just to show that he doesn't have any sticky stuff on his hands, he could rinse his fingers before uh, starting his, his inning as well. Mm. But great, great stuff after the victory. Okay. What we got here, team number two of six. Which division are we going to with our corporate name assigning? Going to stay in the American League Tass AL Central. Uh, Goodyear is based in Akron, which I know isn't Cleveland, but it's close enough. So let's go Goodyear Guardians. And Tass, the promotion is this. If a Guardians player hits for the cycle, fans get a free pair of White Walls. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Just roll them home. Just roll them home after the game. Throw them in the trunk. Throw them on the roof. Strap them on. Uh, well done. I, I I love the alliteration. Obviously, uh, I'm uh, I'm a fan of the Guardians' name. 
as there's, I know it was, and I'm sure it wasn't loved by everybody. Nobody likes change uh, when it was first change, but uh, you're rolling home some white walls, are you? <laughs> and I guess the, yeah. I, I guess those are tires for the uh, the uninitiated that just have a white side, right? I believe it's something to do tasks with they have better traction or grip. And this is coming from someone who knows absolutely nothing about cars. But <laughs> I just found this out uh, in my my research for the show. So, yeah, I think it's something to do, like, with, with traction or something. I would, oh, wow. I, I would think they're, like, anti-traction because yeah. they're, they're old school tires, right, that are you maybe see on a, a classic car. Yeah. Like a 57 Chevy, you would see white wall tires. I thought it was purely decorative, but I, I like you. It uh, could be. Joel, I, <laughs> I know nothing about this. Anyways, it feels, uh, it feels Clevelandy to go Goodyear Guardians. <laughs> good stuff. And uh, the cycle doesn't happen very often. So the promotion wouldn't happen very often mm-hmm. either. So mm-hmm. good stuff there, Joel. Um, okay. Number three of our six here. Okay, last American League team task. And because I'm 5'9", I love to pick my low-hanging fruit. The waste (laughs) management, the waste management Astros. Now, the promotion is each fan gets a garbage can. And on it, it says, since 2017, we've won two World Series titles, four pennants, and five straight divisional titles. So Astros fans don't get mad at me. So the waste management Astros, I think that is perfect so everybody gets a, a garbage can is that what we, is that what we said with all those yeah, just a promotional giveaway like teams give away bobbleheads yeah. and you know stuff like that so this tie-in could be you know fans get a trash can which i'm sure astros fans are tired of hearing about and trust me i get it um but so to kind of you know throw some shade it could just right. list all of their accomplishments from the last five or six seasons let them know what's up that's a nice tie-in joel I like it. That's a nice time. It, uh, is waste management uh, based in Texas? No, let's get let's they're, get deep. Yeah, they're they're based they're based in Houston. Yeah, I had to look it up. Yeah, so they're based right there in Houston. <laughs> I see them all over the place here in Georgia. So I just wanted <laughs> to confirm. That's that's a good one. Uh, I got no problem with that. I don't mind the name either. Uh, to be honest, um, it sounds like something that would be on the side of a a building that would have a, a stadium sponsorship via waste management uh, for sure. I'm sure Astros fans would be a little little fussy with that, but that's that's a good one, Joel. I like it. I, honestly, I, I saw it in the doc. kind of rolls off the tongue. Uh, so, yeah, maybe you're picking your low-hanging fruit, even though your personality is far bigger than five foot nine. Uh, and that's and that low-hanging fruit. It's average. It's, that's that's an, an average man's height. So it's not it's not short. <laughs> Anyway. Okay. I'm glad you think that. Five nine never looks so fine, Tess. That's all I gotta say about that. <laughs> I don't think it, it's a fact. It came up uh recently. Anyways, it's the average height for an American man. That, yeah. That's all I gotta say. Uh you're far bigger than average, Joel. you I think you're five nine and one eighth. That's what okay. I've heard. So um, get the tape out later. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Uh we're going to the NL. Yeah, this one was kind of easy. You know, Met Life Mets. Um, I feel this was a very easy one. And the promotion for this, if the Mets lose 10 games in a row, Mets fans get an extra $500 added to their life insurance policy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. As in, if you die, you get an extra 500 bucks. 
Yeah, you know, I feel with all the stress and the anxiety that comes with being not only a Mets fan, but for a sports fan, I think it's only fitting. Yeah, MetLife Mets, I mean, you've got the the name oh, and the everything. Name is good. So, yeah, Mets fans deserve it. Like, they've, they've had a tough road. I'm, I'm going to give the Mets fans some love here. This is a dumb question. But what's a Met? Oh, it's a Metropolitan. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's a, like a, I don't know, isn't it an, uh, a noun for someone who is a city dweller? Yeah, I, I, I guess. So, I mean, going back to why these are assigned in Asia, I guess that's all they could come up with. Yankee, Met, uh, the, the city <laughs> dweller. I mean, it's, it, they were assigned a long, long time ago, and uh, it's interesting. I guess the Yankees are... What's more in the city? The Yankees uh, stadium it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They're both they're both in New York, <laughs> uh, and it's a very big city. They can share it. The Metropolitans and the Yankees. MetLife Mets gets you five hundred extra bucks if the if the Mets are on a ten game losing streak. <laughs> uh, an easy one. All right, next one. Where are we going, Joel? We are going to Chicago. Let's go, Grub Hub Cubs. <laughs> Grub Hub Cubs, uh, based in Chicago. And the promotion for this task is if the Cubs win the division, you get 20% off all burgers, wings, and pizza. Offer not valid in Hawaii and Alaska. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, Hawaii and Alaska. That's a great one. That's a great one because this is a service that many people use. This This isn't forced upon people. It's the Grubhub. People use it. And it rhymes. A lot. It does rhyme. <laughs> many times. It rhymes many times. Uh, I had a flashback for a sec, J.D., if we're, we're going back here, uh, the starters days as well, when we were uh, at the starters at NBA TV, we received a promotion. There was a, a promotion going on in the NBA with these things you get at concessions that would allow you to carry more food. Right. Yeah, yeah. Were they called Grubhub as well? Basically, it was sort of oh, like yeah. a topper for your drink. It, uh, I call it a topper, but it would sort of be like a bowl on top of your drink that would have food in it. So you right. could just carry it a lot more easily, but it would sit perfectly on the drink. All these custom-made packaging. Oh, uh, was it Grub Tub? Mm, Grub Tub. It was the Grub Tub. That didn't last very long, I don't think. Or did it? Well, I mean, if they collaborate with the Grubhub Cubs... <laughs> Maybe they've got a, a business idea there at Wrigley. Grub Tub sounds dirty. I'm yeah. sorry. That grub Tub sounds a little dirty. Yeah. <laughs> it looks dirty. But the Grub Hub? <laughs> but the Grub Hub? Not dirty. That's no, fine. I'm fine with it. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine with Grub Hub. <laughs> okay, moving on to our, uh, our last NL team. We're assigning corporate names here to uh, uh, a few MLB teams in, spirit, in the spirit of baseball in Asia. What do you got, Joel? Oh, last one, National League West, no-brainer, Coors Rockies. I mean, I think that is pretty much uh, a slam dunk. And the promotion for this one, task is if Chris Bryant hits 30 home runs at that game, all Rockies fans get to do free keg stands after the game. <laughs> Love Let it. it rip. Love it. Let it rip. Just get, just get you on there, you know, two people to hold you up and say, thank you, Chris Bryant. Let the good times roll. Yeah, the uh, the Orioles don't want to have the uh, the the Homer hose. I mean, they, they what? Sorry, what was it called? 
that they uh, the, didn't the like. Bong dong, no, the, the dong bong. <laughs> the dong bong. The dong bong. Yeah, so uh, they want to <laughs> like call it the, the Homer hose. Yeah, yeah, they they renamed it the Homer hose, but Coors can take that mantle, take the beer mantle uh, from from the Orioles. Great stuff, Joel. Coors Field. <laughs> Nobody wants to pitch there, um, but you want to hit there. So well done, well done. We went around the we went around. Major League Baseball there. We got six names there assigned by Joel. When are we going to do the other 24? Yeah, let's throw, let's throw it out to the stream team and let's throw it out to the fans. Let's see. Uh, let's be creative. Let's see what they got. Great call. If you have a suggestion for a corporate name makeover, hit us up. No underscore bunts on IG or, or come over to the YouTube video here on the Athletic Baseball Show. Drop it in the chats. Uh, we've got some uh, already happening here from Hootski, the Malort Cubs, uh, that disgusting, disgusting uh, liquor in uh, the Chicago area. The Riceroni Giants, uh, the Anheuser Busch InBev Cardinals rolls off the tongues. Uh, the Mil- <laughs> the Miller Brewers, some classics there. Uh, great stuff. They're, they they want to take the uh, the beer mantle there in Milwaukee, which which they could, I'm sure. So yeah, let us know. No underscore bunts on IG or, or jump over to the Athletic Baseball Show on YouTube. Fantastic stuff, Joel. I was a lot of fun. We will be back next Wednesday, as we always are. We go live on YouTube. Make sure to check out the uh, the rest of the shows on the Athletic Baseball Show feed. They get into the, the nasty Cardinals situation with Contreras. Uh, lots of stuff happening over there. So listen there. But until then, we'll be back next week. We're out of here.